you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. It's me, your man, MG, Marcus Grant, alongside the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. Michael Fabiano is, uh, he's in New York doing it big time. Uh, there's a, I think what it is, is the, the NFL, the, the big head office there on Park Avenue, their sales team does a, a big client draft. Um, you and I, did the, we were here for the small one in L.A. Well, we weren't involved in it. We were, we're not cool enough to be a part of the league. We were no. Only, we were only there to give advice. We were, yeah, we were, uh, you know, we were offering free fantasy advice in exchange for food and beer. We're, it wasn't a bad trade-off. not a bad honest. trade-off. No, yeah, not open, at all. Open bar was not, not bad. No. Uh, and uh, so Fabs is out in New York. I know that's a huge one. Uh, they get Andrew Siciliano to go out and be the MC. I think in, in the past, they've gotten, like, former players to come in and hang nice. out, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's like two or three days. Uh, and I hear that, uh, you know, 
in the evening, stuff can go kind of sideways. It's like there are clients and salespeople, and there's alcohol, and, and you know, by the end of the night, it gets a, it gets a little wild. I bet, it's, I bet it's rowdy, and I bet it's a good time. Probably is. So that's, uh, that's where Fabs is. He'll be back with us uh, next week. we got plenty to talk about, though. Preseason week three. This is the big one, the one that everybody waits for. I know that for a lot of people, this is when you do your drafts after this weekend is over, because at that point, all the starters are in bubble wrap, and there's very little chance of them getting hurt. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We will talk about Hard Knocks episode three we are more than halfway through this season of hard knocks um you know uh so, so we'll kind of get our thoughts on that it's funny because uh you know eddie had some thoughts that he put in the in the doc and and they were pretty much identical to everything that i was thinking uh when i when i watched the episode uh and then we i mentioned this a couple of weeks ago we were doing a thing called league one we had a draft for it yesterday which i guess would have been tuesday in case you're listening to this not on wednesday um, but we had the draft for it with a bunch of celebrities. So we'll have one of the celebs come in and sit down uh, and do an interview and talk about his team and, and what he thinks for League One. Uh, and so, you know, that'll be fun. Uh, but before we do all that, uh, we'll go behind the glass and talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire, who's back from vacation. Murph, what's up? Yeah, I'm back. Uh, it seems like I left New York and Fabs uh, went over there to New York, <laughs> but I was just in my backyard and he's doing uh, big time drafts. Um, I did have a question for you guys. You just kind of brought it up like week three. A lot of people are doing drafts now, and it's like the time where I was just telling Marcus, like, I'm super nervous for my draft this upcoming weekend, and I'm doing a million mock drafts. When did you, you guys are pros, when did you guys God. lose the nervousness of, like, oh, no, 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 I don't know what I'm doing? Like, what, what, what point are you like, I got this no matter what pick I have, what players are left? Like, when did you, like, figure it out and become, like, the superstar level? Because I'm decent at fantasy. I've been yeah. doing it for a while, but I'm not at your level. When did you lose, like, my stupid nerves? I would say for me, it was, you know what? It was after my first year here. So I, the first year I started working here and I you know, told all my friends I got a million invites from like people I hadn't heard from since high school <laughs> wanted to be in a fantasy league with me. And it's, you know, so fun fact, and I probably even shouldn't say this on the podcast because I'm going to get roasted for it. Uh, Please do. <laughs> I was in I was in a league here that we had here, just kind of a fun league with a bunch of, uh, you know, some of the editors and, uh, and some of the other writers and stuff like that. Uh, I went over in the league that year. Uh. I've done, um, the, I've done that before, too. Yeah, I went I went over and it, it was funny. The worst part was that the last week, one of the other guys who he was already solidly in the playoffs and he's like, you know, I can just bench my lineup. I'm like, look, I don't want to win that way, man. Like if I'm going to go over, like I want to just earn the over this year. And uh, I did. I had a team like that, too. I can't remember specifically, but I think my four of my first six picks got injured like pretty much within <laughs> the beginning of the season. You know, if I, I honestly can't remember the last time I've been nervous for a draft. I mean that like I've been playing. um for so long now. I mean, it's just been a big part sure. of my life for pretty much the entirety of my life. Um, for big leagues like that, I have quite a few jelly beans invested in. I might get a few nerves before, especially if it's like a really sharp league. But in general, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like once, once you pull an offer, uh, yeah. there's no point of being nervous anymore. <laughs> but that's a, that's a good point, though. Marcus and I have been playing for so long. We've gotten our butts kicked probably in so many yeah. leagues, made so many bad calls that what? at some point, once you make so many bad calls and you get so many things wrong. It's just yeah. like, there's no just point. Like, yeah, there's no point <laughs> to be nervous. I definitely think like the part of it, too, is like besides the fact that it's with all my best friends, who it's like, oh, like you work for the that's NFL fair. and you can't even that. This way, like fair. that is the worst thing to ever happen. That and I want to seem, bad. I want to seem like I know what I'm doing here. So it's just one of those <laughs> things where, and yeah, things can go sideways. You get players get injured. If you go for a certain type of strategy, it doesn't work out. Whatever, but it's like you, if you like don't even make the playoffs in a league. It's, uh, so I'm, I had, I'm like, I, I gotta just do like safe pick, or I need to go with the big boomer bust. Like I, I've, I'm just like at that really Eddie, weird point right now. Eddie, we're all just faking it, man. We're right. all just yeah. faking it. <laughs> I will say this: the one thing about working for the NFL, especially when you play in a league with folks who don't, you know, who don't follow this closely, it's like that late round when you make that pick that nobody's ever heard of and everybody in the room's like wait a minute 
what does he know? Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. you know, a lot of times we're just we're just sort of guessing. So, all right, we got a plenty to talk about. So uh, let's get on to it and do some news. Through the news. Uh, back to last week. Actually, I guess Monday uh, it was. The Broncos and the 49ers hooked up. And a couple of things, a couple of takeaways from that game. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders afterwards said he felt, quote, amazing in his return. And, and Graham, to watch him, he looked amazing. I mean, not that far removed from an Achilles injury. Went out, ran routes effectively, cut, you know, caught the ball, was, was great after the catch. So maybe it's time to start moving him up draft boards? I was definitely wrong. Um, players coming off an Achilles tear, especially at you know, 31, 32 years old, just typically are not on my radar for good reason. But Sanders has basically bucked every trend we see from, from players coming off an, an Achilles tear. And it's fantastic to see, right? I mean, he had that 30-plus yard reception. It was called back due to holding. But he looked explosive. I mean, if, if you put a percentage on it, like probably he's – maybe 90% back to full health. I mean, right. it's, it's pretty incredible, man. Yeah. Uh, He's a true outlier. He really is an outlier, and, and I think that's encouraging. One, it, it's just great to see a guy like that be able to bounce back and, and play uh, and play well. Uh, but it's encouraging for what that means for him this season. Uh, but it also, I think, has a ripple effect. What does this mean now for Cortland Sutton, for Deshaun Hamilton? I mean, if, if it is that Emmanuel Sanders is back and, and he's the guy, uh, then that, that starts to take a little bit off those guys' plates as well. I do wonder, though, you know, Sutton is so explosive downfield and such a great athlete. Deshaun Hamilton is also a great athlete and going to probably be one of Flacco's favorite targets out of the slot. I'm not sure if there's going to be just one main Broncos receiver this year, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it definitely helps the the offense as a whole and Flacco as a whole getting Sanders on the field because he's just another way to kind of stretch the field. And at this point in his career, Flacco is just so limited. Any more talent that they get on the field in the way of a great veteran like Sanders just just helps overall. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that'll be one to keep, uh, keep an eye on. On the flip side, uh, it's been rough for Jimmy Garoppolo. He had the bad practice that got a whole lot of pub on Twitter about him throwing five straight interceptions. Then he comes out against the Broncos. Uh, I believe the line was one for six for zero yards and an interception, a 0.0 passer rating. He says afterwards that he was, quote, a little frustrated. That's understandable. Um, I, I mean, I know it's it's easy to overreact after preseason games, but at some point, I mean, I think we do want to see him put together a nice performance before the regular season. Sure. Uh, this this goes back to kind of just a philosophy for me, though, in the preseason is like, especially with quarterbacks, frankly, it just doesn't matter how they look. These are toned down offenses, vanilla offenses going against vanilla defenses where teams basically have five or six plays. Mm-hmm. And they might only have two or three plays for specific veterans just because they're trying to put them in bubble wrap or they're just trying to get different looks, whatever it may be. I mean, we've, how many times do we have to learn this lesson, Marcus? Deshaun Watson looked clueless in his first preseason. Blake Bortles looked great in his first preseason. Mm-hmm. Blaine Gabbert looked great in his first preseason. Kyler Murray's looked like crap. Jimmy Garoppolo, who is, you know, for all intents and purposes, this is basically his first full year with the Niners, right? right? Who cares he looks like crap? We've got eight games of a sample size that shows that he's been pretty, pretty freaking good right. in those starts. For me, it's just... I'm just not one to overreact based on how guys look in the mm-hmm. preseason because you're only getting a few snaps and it's just subjective, man. Yeah, it is. It's very subjective. It's funny, though, because and I, I think uh, I think it's our old pal James Coe that sort of tweeted about this. He did. And I responded with, uh, to him. Yeah. You know, like uh, Kyler Murray has like a bad game and, and everybody's like, don't worry about it. It's preseason. No worries. Jimmy G has a bad game. And everybody's like, we don't know who he is. He's a bust. You know, so. 
Uh, I get it. We, we, we overanalyze everything, and the other part of it is, look, man, you're not spending a whole lot in draft capital to get Garoppolo, if at all. I mean, he's going to be on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. So in 10 team leagues, he's not going to be drafted. He's not going to be drafted, right? So if you have him on your roster and he bombs early, you haven't lost much. No. You know, yeah. so just something to keep in mind. Uh, in Seattle, uh, DK Metcalf is expected to have knee surgery. The Hawks are hoping that he will be back pretty soon. Um, you know, this was a guy that it's funny. We we talked about him a lot after the combine, and it's sort of calmed down. We haven't heard much about DK mm-hmm. Metcalf since he blew up in Indianapolis. Uh, I mean, I, are we drafting? I feel like he's not even coming off the board at this point. I've pretty much stayed away from Metcalf just because the Seahawks are going to obviously be one of the most run-heavy teams in the NFL. Metcalf has a long way to go in his development. I mean, I don't want to have to cover him on those deep play-action shots that Russell right. Wilson's going to throw. But now this, you know, this knee injury, even though it seems sort of minor, um, has just made me stay, stay away even more. I think Tyler Lockett is just a lock for like 110 targets this year. He is going to smash. Yeah, I, no, I think he's definitely going to smash this year. Uh, you know, it's also- makes me sort of wonder a little bit. Uh, we haven't talked about David Moore, who who had yes. a couple of flash games yes. last year in, in that offense, but I, I have barely heard his name at all this offseason, and I feel like we're, we're maybe overlooking him a little yes, bit. Yes, dude. I've been taking him in like the 16th, 17th round all mm-hmm. summer in best balls for this reason, because I, I kind of figured Metcalf might develop slowly in more. I mean, it was on a small sample, but he looked very explosive on some of his targets last year. Right, right. Um, in Baltimore... Ravens rookie wide receiver Marquise Hollywood-Brown, according to John Harbaugh, has, quote, a ways to go before he is kind of up to speed there. He is dealing with a, a you know, the effects of foot surgery, which, look, between him and Antonio Brown, what's, what's up with feet issues in the Brown family? I don't really, I don't really get it. Um, you know, this is a guy that I was kind of taking some late-round shots at just because, you know, and maybe this is a little bit faulty, but it sort of falls under the principle of like, look, they're not going to throw it a lot, but they're going to throw it to somebody uh, occasionally. Uh, and I think that, you know, maybe this year is not the year for in redraft leagues for Marquise Brown. I think he still has some some dynasty upside, but but maybe okay. this year we kind of slow down on him. Oh, yeah. Go buy low on Marquise Brown in all your dynasty leagues right now. Mm-hmm. If he's going to he's going to start this season slow. It's no surprise coming off the list. Frank injury, like you mentioned, no surprise that he was going to start the year slow. I don't think anybody was expecting uh, Marquise Brown to come out and light the world on fire, but he is such a great dynasty by low for for all of the kind of negative buzz. I mean, John Harbaugh earlier, you know, like you mentioned, said he has a ways to go. We might see him tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to su- suit up. He just got reactivated off the pup list uh, last month, hasn't played any preseason games, and there's been a few beat reports that have said he doesn't appear to be near his full strength yet, but yeah. I, I love I love Brown as a di- as a pilo in Dynasty. Yeah, I think uh, I, I tried to get him in a couple of Dynasty leagues, so I'm, I'm curious to see how this goes, how this works out. Uh, last bit of news: Julian Edelman has passed his physical after uh, dealing with some thumb issues. He is now off the NFI list, uh, which means he's back out and working at practice. So any minor concerns that anybody had? I mean, I feel like any concerns were were very minor, but now those are those are all gone away now, right? Not yeah, not for me. I, I wasn't too concerned about the thumb, especially since it happened so early in camp. I I will say I've kind of wavered just a little bit on my Edelman love. Like I had him at receiver nine, mm-hmm. and Josh Gordon got reinstated, and I've kind of tapered him down like the eleven and twelve range. Just right. I don't think he has like one hundred eighty target ceiling like he used to. <laughs> right, but still he's gonna Hoover Hoover targets, and this receiver corpse. You know, Nico Harry's been banged up. Maurice Harris has been banged up. Uh, it's still pretty thin yeah. after those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it is that, you know, look, I, I know everybody's excited about Josh Gordon. I get that. But you just like to be negative about Gordon. 
I'm just I joking. just, I'm so, I, I know. I, I, uh, You've been burnt too many times. I have. I think that's what it is. Like, I've gotten my heart broken a couple of times. But, I mean, in the end, regardless, Julian Edelman is still going to be that security blanket yes. for Tom Brady. When everything breaks down and things go wrong, he's going to look for Julian Edelman. This is like the third straight year where Edelman's been undervalued in PPR leagues. So yeah. I'll take it again. Well, you know what? I think it's funny, too, because... They almost go hand in hand, right? Because every year is the is this the beginning of the end for Tom Brady? And I think right along with it was like if Brady goes down, Edelman's coming with him. And, you know, then we get to, you know, October, November, and both those guys are still kind of just trucking along, doing yep. their thing and, yep. and everything that goes. So uh so there you go. That's pretty much everything you need to know. That was the news. So you might remember me talking about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. We are doing a new thing. You can find it on our brand new fantasy app. I'm just going to get all the plugs out right now. we got a brand new fantasy app. We're doing a brand new show in the fantasy app. It is called Fantasy League One. It is uh, a 12-team league, uh, so you'll have a lot of your familiar faces. Myself, Graham Barfield, Adam Rank uh, on one side. The fantasy footballers are joining us, too. But on the other side, we got a lot of celebrities. Uh, we've got Candace Patton. You might know her from The Flash, Charles Melton from River and this guy who's joining me right now in the studio, actor, comedian, Desi <laughs> Banks. Welcome to well, welcome to League One. Welcome to the NFL Network. Yeah. It's, it's good to have you here, man. man. I'm glad I'll be here. Yeah, man. Um, so we got to talk about this draft, right? Because oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you are from Atlanta. Yes. Uh, you went, I wouldn't say you went heavy on, on, on Falcons, but you did get a couple of Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I got uh, Freeman. You got Devontae Freeman. And I got a tight end. Uh, you got Austin Hooper. Yeah, yeah you got those guys. Yeah. I'm trying to see. I'm, I'm trying to look at your roster right now. I think those are the only the Falcons you got. Yeah. Um, you went and, you know, kind of shocked the go, world go, a little bit. Yeah, go on. See. We shocked the world. Yeah, Look, man, see. we're just going to talk about it. See. Albert Wilson in yeah. the fourth round. But you you have a reason that you drafted yeah, Albert Wilson in the fourth round, yes. right? I played with him at Georgia State University. Okay. Um, when I transferred there um, my junior year, okay. um, I was able to play with him. Mm-hmm. But this year, like, you know, I think he had okay last year. He but okay last he's year. He's a sleeper, and I think this is the year he's going to make that Boom. Hey, look, I, I, he's I, a starter. He's, I he's can't, impact. Man. I cannot fully hate on it. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm friends with the group of guys who we, oh, we created a term. We call it the bird alert. Yeah. Right. Every time he catches a pass, we yell bird alert. Come we on. tweet bird alert. Come on. So when you, when you drafting him, my natural reaction was to yell bird alert. <laughs> Right, so I you know, I, I can't completely hate on it. It, yeah. it caught me by surprise, but I'm I'm not hating on yeah. it totally. Yeah, you got to make those decisions sometimes. So those type. Who was better in college, you or, or Wilson? Um, I would say um Albert was fast. <laughs> he was really fast, but I learned from Albert. You know, okay. watching him, he was a uh, he was a, a senior when I was uh okay. And I redshirted when I transferred. There okay, I had my red shirt. Okay, um, but just to be able to watch him, and, mm-hmm. you know, do his work, and he took the game very seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, so that inspired me in ways of you know becoming a uh, college athlete. Okay. I would say, but yeah, it was great. You know, I was. He's good, and he deserved whatever you know everything that's coming his way, man. Right? Yeah. Uh, so you are—you're I mean, not new to fantasy football, right? This is this is no, not your first no, go around. No. All right. So how you how do you feel about your team overall? I feel like they are solid. Okay. Yeah, solid team. They sleepers, man. Right. They like like sleepers. Everybody was when I was making picks, you know, they quieted down toward the end. Yeah. Beginning, they was like, really? Uh, okay. I mean, ah. Uh. 
Really? Look, you, you, Don't do it. You, nah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you threw us for a curveball with the Wilson thing. But I will say this. Like, I'm looking at the back part of your draft, right? I mean, so you get Aaron Rodgers in, yeah. what is that, the Go. fifth round. Uh-huh. Not a bad pick. Um, like, Sammy Watkins in the seventh. Yes. Um, you got Rodgers and Breeze. So you got two solid yeah, quarterbacks in solid. case something, something goes wrong. Most definitely. But the back half, I mean, with the, the Dante Pettis, mm-hmm. the David Njoku, the Dante Moncrief, the Chargers defense, Michael Gallup. Like, the back half of your draft, man, like... Sleepers. Which I think, now I feel like I feel like I got hustled a little bit, right? <laughs> that, like, you, you make one pick and everybody's like, what? And then, you know, we all kind of like, just you just like, you kept telling us that you could put people to sleep. Yeah. They were just going to sleep every time I picked something. Right. They was like, oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, right, exactly. In like, the bed, we we just we. I mean, look, yeah. I, I, I almost started to say to people brain pillars. I sh- they was ready to go to bed. You know, I should know they a hustler start. when I see one, but I I, I slept. I you missed know, out. From Atlanta, that's finesse. They come from there. <laughs> a lot of finesse going on in Atlanta. You got to be careful. You don't know the game that's going on. They'll get you. So so now what? So we you know obviously Albert Wilson went on to the NFL. Yeah. How did you end up in a career in comedy? Um, well, I started um, doing comedy in, on social media in 2012. Okay. So, you know, playing college ball and doing social media, but I wasn't, like, taking my social media serious because I was too busy, you know, playing mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. I didn't really start taking it serious until I didn't get my chances, I would say, of going to the NFL. Right. You know, getting that opportunity. Um, but, you know, in 2015, that's when I kind of, like, took everything seriously because that's when I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, you know, I had to find something that I was, you know, that I was going to do. But, mm-hmm. you know, I had to go back into my history, man, into, you know, the person that I was, mm-hmm. you know, like, for example, you know, when people used to tell me I was funny, you know, playing and, you know, creating content and stuff like that, being inspired by people like Eddie Murphy growing up, you know, mm-hmm. watching another professor like Martin and like I used to watch these things like I can call my grandma right now and she would tell you what used to put me to sleep, <laughs> you know, when I didn't, you know, stop crying or something, right. you know what I'm saying, but it just reminded me of who I was and I just, you know, I'm a very spiritual person and I just asked God to just guide me to where he feel like, you know, I needed to go and, you know, I started doing everything on social media like the same person who introduced me to um, Vine, mm-hmm. you know, he told me, you know, because I, I came to a breakdown because I didn't know what I was going to do. Right. And he was like, man, you should start, you know, getting on Instagram and start taking your comedy and acting seriously, you mm-hmm. know, so I started taking acting classes, mm-hmm. um, got into acting classes with Dwayne Boyd um, in Atlanta, Georgia, started taking I've been with him about three years now um start just creating more content on social media and i found my purpose in it and once i found my purpose in it i just found everything you know i, I started it and inspired millions of people i touched millions of people now you know I, more than i would have touched playing football right so you know when god do something it's always bigger than what you you know what you think mm-hmm. so you know and i just kept going kept going being consistent then i, I got into stand-up Okay. And, you know, I've been doing stand-up now for a year and 10 months. Okay. You know, I've been, and that's been, like, changing my life with everything. And I've been in a few um, different short films and um, featured films. Um, I was in the movie Little. Okay. Uh, produced by Will Packer, mm-hmm. you know, Issa Rae, Regina Hall. Yeah. Um, I was in a, a movie called Love by Chance. That was my first independent um, feature film. It was international. Okay. I was able to go um, to South Africa for 11 days, man. One of the best experiences of my life. Oh, all right. Yeah, it was like very humbling. Uh-huh. You know, so just doing that and just being inspired by that, man, it was so crazy because, you know, that Love by Chance movie, like, it literally, like, changed my life because, you know, I was working at Smoothie King <laughs> Okay. at the time. <laughs> all right. And... You know, my um, my manager's like, oh, you finna go to Africa, da, da, da. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, all right, I'll see you when you get back. I said, okay. So I get over to Africa. And I'm like, 
I'm over here for a movie. <laughs> Do I really want to go, go back, back to Smoothie, Smoothie King? King and make smoothies? <laughs> and that's when, like, I took that leap and I just started going hard from social media to acting to stand up and just, to, you know, going into my purpose, man. And at, once I did that, everything just started growing, man. You know, I was able to, you know, go through some things and, and, and get me a great team. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to my team, Court and, and Toya. I was like my 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 main dogs, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they doing their thing, you know, helping me build my brand. Got my um, Desert Banks production brand. Um, where we not, where we having like web series that we creating and that, that's coming soon. And you know, we're gonna be, we got feature films that you know that we gonna be working on soon. And we just wanna build something and be able to get people opportunities from like actors to writers, you know, to producers, anybody that wanna build. You know, I wanna become that 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 new Kevin Hart, that Heartbeat production or that new Tyler Perry production. You know, stuff like that. So that you know, that's what I wanna be. Cool. Um, yeah, man. But there's just just having that vision of you know just being a name yeah. you know being the Eddie Murphy being a Richard Pryor being that name that you know people would love and people would be inspired from and you know just growing man just you know acting and comedy is just it's in me so I'm just thankful to be able to have this in me. Right. You know, so it's it's wonderful, man. And be able to come in places like this. Yeah, like man. The, the Bible say your gifts will make room for you. It's, so I'm in the NFL fantasy life. Yeah, man. Right now. Good to have. So I got to yeah. ask. I, so I got to ask just a straight up football question. As a Falcons fan, yeah. I mean, what what? How do you feel about about the Falcons this year? I feel like how I feel every year. We're gonna win Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> You, you were there. They were there. They they had it on the doorstep, man. <sighs> and I know because like, we have Patriots fans that were in this draft. And yeah. they, they, they let you hear about it a little bit. I hate it, man. <laughs> 28 to 3. I can't stop to three, thinking like, about it. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, like I'm a Warriors fan, so I hear about a uh, 3-1 lead all the time. Uh, yeah. I hear about the yeah they blew a three yeah. one lead. So, I you know, I, yeah. I understand. I understand how that feels. Yes, yeah, this is very... <sighs> <laughs> Ooh, close, man. Yeah, man. All right, so I'll, I'll let you kind of forget about that. So for, for, I know you're on tour right now. For folks who want to find out where you are or, or check out some of your stuff, how do they go do that? Um, you could follow me on social media on Instagram at I am Daisy Banks, um, Twitter at I am Daisy Banks, and um, Facebook at Daisy Banks for real. Cool. Sounds yeah. good, man. Hey, yeah. well, appreciate you coming by. Man, best of luck. You. I, I, I'd say best of luck in the league, which is yeah. fine. You know what? Good luck, except for the weeks you play me. Ah, you know you can win every other week except the weeks you play me. Gotcha. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, we gonna see. Hey man, we appreciate you coming by, man. Appreciate you, man. All right, cool. thank you, bro. Thanks again to Desi Banks for uh, dropping in. For the rest of you guys, uh, be sure to check it out uh, on the brand new Fantasy app. We'll uh, be giving you uh, League One episodes. Uh, what uh, Sunday through Thursday? I think is what it, uh, is. What no? I should. Okay, Sunday through Tuesday, and then Thursday. Yeah, so we're, the schedule is we'll be um, we'll be live on Sunday for thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and then Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays will be like fifteen to twenty five minute right. shows, just depending on the day of the week. There you go. So no shows on Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday. Uh, I know it sounds confusing, but you'll figure it out, uh, and we'll help you. We'll we'll let you know about it. But it should be fun. Uh, the draft was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, you know, you and I talked about this after afterwards. I mean. Um, there are some. There are a lot of really competitive teams in this league. There are. I, I was forced into a kind of a weird build where I started with four receivers and took Deshaun Watson. Or no, sorry, three receivers and a tight end, <laughs> and then I took Deshaun Watson in the sixth round. Kind of went straight zero RB. You have a great team, dude. I think. I think you actually. I was looking at all the rosters mm-hmm. last night. I think you have the strongest team because you started Juju, mm-hmm. or you had Hopkins, Juju, and then right. you got three great running backs. Yeah, you know, I wish. I wish you would and tell you got that, Evan Ingram. I, I wish you would tell that to the uh, the 
algorithm that grades and sends out emails. What grade did you get? So I got, I think I got a B or a B plus. Interesting. But it also said I was going to go seven and seven this year. Yeah. So like, I'm not quite sure how that works. Well, I got an A uh, and I don't feel great about my, my running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely rank your team higher than mine. Yeah. I, I mean, I like my team. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, I should actually put it on the interweb so, so people can look at it. But yeah, I think I, I like my start of Nuke Hopkins, J- uh, Juju, and then carry on Johnson in the third. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, but yeah, I got a B, but I'm seven and seven. That that seems like a C or something to me, but whatever. Who knows? Uh, preseason week three is upon us, and this is this is it. This is the one everybody's waiting for. The so-called dress rehearsal when the starters get out there and they spend a lot of time playing. You know, presumably, for a lot of teams, they will play a half. Uh, although I did see. Uh, Frank Reich saying that they're not going to play any of their starters, and uh, I, I think it's maybe a ploy so that nobody asks him about Andrew Luck. I've, I've seen a few people try to say that, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's interesting. You know, hey, if, uh, if we don't play any of the starters, then nobody can really ask me what Luck's doing either. So, I don't know. Maybe this is a little bit of a trickeration by Frank Reich. But uh, anyway, I think some of the big storylines from preseason week three. First off, and we'll, we'll talk about the Raiders a little bit in, in Hard Knocks, our Hard Knocks recap uh, later in the show, but... So Antonio Brown is back. It appears that for the moment, the helmet issue is solved. I know he's filed the grievance against the league, but for the time being, he has found a helmet that he can live with well enough, and he's back at practice, back on the field. Does this mean we finally see him on the field? Because I think think at this point, people just want to see him out there working with Derek Carr. I think that's kind of the biggest thing with him right now. Yeah, I... I, I'm not sure what they're going to do with AB. Maybe they'll give him a few snaps with his feet back healthy and he's, he's back on the practice field I, I'm just right now Marcus I mean like if you're on the board right now right let's say it's like mm-hmm. the third pick of the third round right. Adam Thielen versus Antonio Brown I mean I would probably go Thielen yeah. just because I think the offense is, it's not a skill thing I think it's just about an offensive yeah. situation for me it's just exactly and I mean I, th- I think that's my point overall is like I love AB the player I still think he's an elite separator and such a great receiver all-time great receiver but yeah, I'm just I just don't have much confidence in this offense as a whole. And it's just it, it it pains me to say it, but like AB was just PPR platinum every single year and it it's been weird to fade him in most of my drafts. Yeah. I mean it's 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 funny though because I think people are fading him even more, but it has nothing to do with football. It's everything to do with, you know, this weird off the field situation. Yeah, that was never that was my that was never even one of my top 3 concerns. Right. Cuz I I think I, now it's become one of the top. It's become a, a concern for a lot of people, but I've always felt like the the worries about the offense and the fit and his regression, I thought they were already sort of baked into his draft price in the first place, which is why he slipped into the second round, you know, and even slipping into the third round a little bit. I, you know, I, I don't know why people were, were fading him because of the helmet thing, because I always figured that was going to get worked out some kind of way. Uh, Cam Newton finally making his preseason debut. And, you know, I, I think... Obviously, the as I've started to call it, the Great Panther wide receiver war of 2019 rages on as people try to figure out Curtis Samuel versus DJ Moore. But I think what we've overlooked is the fact that that means Cam Newton has two yes. really good targets to work with this year. Yes, the the play here is just draft Cam. Like if you miss out on DJ Moore in the fifth, miss out on Curtis Samuel in the seventh and eighth round, the consolation prize is just get Cam Newton in, in the ninth or tenth because he 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 has two receivers that can create on their own, both as separators and with the ball in their hands. And he's going to continue to obviously have one of the highest upside, you know, rushing roles in the red zone near the goal line. It's just, it's a perfect fantasy blend. He's finally healthy. Cam Newton has just so, I mean, he's obvious top five upside this year, top three upside even. Yeah, I think so. Um, And look, 
as long as he again, he still is the the best goal line back on the roster. He's a cheat code. Cam gets, Newton is a short yardage cheat code. You know, all that talk about you know, the the Panthers wanting to find a backup to take goal line carries. I'm like, come on. Nobody buys that. Nobody buys that. It, it's Cam and Christian McCaffrey. It's Cam, it's Cam and Christian McCaffrey in that backfield, and that's all we care about. That is all. It's beautiful for about. fantasy, though, because Cam, I mean, Cam's going to get, you know, his normal six, seven carries per game. Yeah. Be, in, be involved in the red zone, and McCaffrey gets everything else. Right. I mean, it's it's funny because, you know, I, I've heard people talk about concentrated offenses in the sense of passing yes. games where you only have two or three guys uh, that are catching the football. I don't think we talk about it enough in terms of running games because that's kind of it. Like, you. You don't really have to worry about anybody else in Carolina. You know who's going to run the football, and, and you can feel confident in that. So that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, hopefully, is going to play. Uh, they, they were hoping that he would play last week. He was a late scratch because of a back issue, and now I think the latest reports are he's going to be a game-time decision for this week. Um, I mean, I'm not really worried overall about Aaron Rodgers because he's going to be fine. I just want to see what it looks like with this new offense. You know, I, I keep joking that Mike McCarthy's offense was blamed for everything short of climate change. I just want to see what it's like now that he has Matt LaFleur uh, and how all the pieces sort of fit together and work right now. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, even if we even if Rodgers does get a handful of series, I don't think they're going to be blowing out any of their play packages. Probably not play packages or anything like that. Uh, Packers get a brutal week one draw against the Bears. Yep. Though. They do. Um, although, remember last year, you know, Aaron Rodgers went out there on a busted leg and, and led a comeback. And on a, but, well, sort of busted play, that 75-yard Cobb. Yeah, the Randall Cobb play. Uh, you know, I, I know that you know, Adam Rank's still a little bit bitter about that. But, uh, you know, but I just want to see him. I, I want to see, you know, I, I've, been, I've been on Team MVS all preseason, and he hasn't really done anything. I mean, he's, had, he's played some snaps, but mm-hmm. doesn't have any targets, no catches. Uh, I just want to see him kind of out there and, and doing some things, too. No, you don't. You know why? Because you do not want that ADP to rise anymore. You are right. That is correct. We need we need nothing from <laughs> nothing from Allison. Let's keep those guys in, like, the seventh, eighth, ninth round, please. Uh, okay, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. <laughs> um... Look, the I know that ni- neither of the Bucks running backs are going to draw a whole lot of water. Uh, right. I mean, it is it is fairly gross. But there comes a point in time in the draft where they're that they're there and you're staring at them. And you know, yesterday in the the League One draft, I took Ronald Jones. I think the twelfth round, and I I felt queasy about it the whole time, and I was mocked understandably for it. But I do want to see this Barber versus Jones battle a little bit to kind of see which guy is going to get the bulk of, uh, of the carries or the, the, the snaps, uh, especially as the starter. I, I know that doesn't mean, Graham, that it's going to be that way all year long, but it's just kind of, it'd be nice to kind of get a better feel for how Bruce Arians wants to use these guys. Definitely. So far, I mean, we've only seen Jameis Winston out there this preseason through through two games. He's played 21 snaps. Uh, the, the snap split between Barber and Jones has been 13 to 9 in favor of Barber. Uh, this just kind of slightly continues what we saw last year. Uh, Peyton Barber led this backfield and snaps in the preseason, but Jones has definitely closed the gaps some. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually one of the few that didn't mock your 12th round pick, Ronald <laughs> Jones, just because, I mean, in the 12th round, it's worth that risk. Right? Right. I mean, there's a lot of red flags that are obvious around Jones, but in the 12th round... It's worth a shot. Well, I, I will admit, too, that the people mocking me mostly were Adam Rank, who just mocked Mocks everyone, yep. uh, and then the fantasy footballers, who were admittedly a little bit salty because I stole Kerryon Johnson from them. Uh, I think there's one other player that I, I got just ahead of them, too, so Mike a little and, bit salty. Uh, Mike and Jason killed me on that draft. <laughs> they, they, they picked 11th. I picked 10th. You were 9th. I was 8th, yeah. Or you were 8th. Rank eighth. was 9th. Yeah. I got sniped three times by them on running backs that yeah. I wanted. 
So yeah, uh, they, they can they can eat it. You, so <laughs> I'm glad you got carry on in front. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they're they were mostly salty because they were like at least two guys that I, I took from them that they had in their queue. So I think that was part of the reason they, they sort of roasted my Ronald Jones pick. Uh, the last thing I'm looking at or at least want to keep an eye on here. Just that number two wide receiver battle there in Pittsburgh. You know, Dante Moncrief was the guy that was getting the headlines early into training camp. And, you know, the talk is that he's explosive and he looks like the guy. James Washington has looked really good on the field through the first two preseason games. Uh, I, I still am sort of leaning toward Moncrief in this one, but I think it's hard to completely overlook James Washington, especially uh, when you consider Moncrief's injury history. You should. I, I was definitely wrong about this situation this summer. I, I was kind of pumping up James Washington. We have not seen Big Ben yet this year, and I, I think that does matter some. Mm-hmm. But the Steelers' first-team offense, they ran 14 plays in their second preseason game. Dante Moncrief played nine snaps. James Washington played one. He was actually outsnapped by Deontay Johnson, Ryan Switzer, and Eli Rogers with the first team. Uh, Again, Big Ben's priority here and the way he builds chemistry with his receivers does matter. We've not, you know, he hasn't played this preseason yet, but um, Moncrief is definitely the number two there. Mm -hmm. But Marcus, Vance McDonald, man. Vance McDonald, man. Oh my God. Like he is, he is such a great seventh round pick right now. I know. And it's it's funny because he's moved up. Like I think people have sort of caught on to to Vance McDonald because I mean, he was not a seventh-round pick a month ago. No, it, it confirms a full-time role. I mean, he played all 14 snaps with the first-team offense in their second game. I mean, he, he's going to play every single snap. And last year, he was a part-time player because Jesse James was a partial blocker and ran a few routes. Mm. Uh, now Vance, is, he's got that full-time role and a ton of opportunity. Yeah, uh, it's, it's funny, too, because that was... I, I don't think people saw or at least immediately thought about that when Antonio Brown left. I think our, we immediately went to the wide receivers as to who's going to pick up some of the slack. But, Dude, man. I, I know I've been... On on the show so many times saying how, how much I love like the, the mid-round guys of Howard, Ingram, and Henry. But if mm-hmm. I miss, Vance McDonald is an amazing consolation prize in the seventh round. No, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, you know. I want to swing for the fences. His his injury history is what it is, but in the seventh round, like he he has clear top five, top six upside. No, I think you're right, especially in that offense. Uh, you know, There's going to be plenty of targets to be had. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I, I like him. Uh, I also think it's it's sort of funny. He's potentially another former 49er tight end who goes on to fame and fortune elsewhere. Like Delaney Walker, couldn't, Delaney Walker couldn't catch a cold with the 49ers. True. And now he's yeah. like great in Tennessee. Uh, Vance McDonald was OK in San Francisco. And, and now he's doing big things potentially in Pittsburgh. Uh, so there you go. There's preseason week three. We'll, uh, of course, talk about it on Monday, which gives me a chance to remind you all. We are doing our live show on Monday, August 26th, 8 p.m. in the evening. If you are in Southern California, come on by. We'll be at the Yard House in Marina Del Rey. Love to see you out there. We'll do a show, do some Q&As. We will glad hand and we will uh, try to, I don't know, figure out how to shoehorn some of you into our listener league. I know Fabs is working on some diabolical trivia questions or something like that to, uh, to, you know, test your brains and see if you can get on in there. So uh, come on out. We would love to see you. Love to meet a lot of you out there in person. All right, so we'll wrap up the show. Hard Knocks, episode three last night. I, uh, I went through this thing, and uh, I, I always leave it blank here at the night of, and in the morning I come in and fill it in. And I saw, Eddie, that you had, you had put some things in there uh, that, that you noticed when you were watching the show. And I went through them, and like they almost almost identical to everything uh, that I was thinking. And, and the first one you had, you know, there's always somebody, Eddie, that gets kind of an irrational bump from Hard Knocks in fantasy. Uh, and you, you nailed it. I think Darren Waller is one. I think, yep. I think Hunter Renfro might be another one that I think Absolutely. people suddenly are like, hey, maybe this guy's worth picking up now. 
I think because especially with tight end, like if there are some fanciful players out there who don't want to spend a high pick on one of the top tight ends, it's like, oh, who can I get in the later rounds? And they see this guy like with the, he's a great, like easy story to root for. You want to see him do well now because he's had a rough road. And then uh, like, you know, Gruden just talking up constantly. And then now you're like, OK, this is my sleeper 100 percent because I saw him on an HBO show. <laughs> I mean, I will admit that. I mean, I was kind of big on David Njoku last year, but then watching him on Hard Knocks, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm even more in on David Njoku. So I, I sort of, I sort of get that. Um, I, I mean, Graham, are we, I, I feel like we haven't, you know, uh, Hunter Renfro isn't one that's getting a whole lot of love, but he seems to be kind of a, a mild breakout star in this this season of Hard Knocks. Yeah, he he's kind of an interesting little, I think, dynasty play. If anything, like mm-hmm. he's not obviously a season long play, but. Um, yeah, I, I kind of do like taking a stab on, on on Renfro and PPR Dynasty Leagues because you mentioned, I mean, right now, I mean, the Raiders have like nearly 300 targets available. Mm-hmm. Um, AB is hopefully going to play and remain at his elite level. But I mean, it's wide open after AB. I, right. I, I like Tyro Williams late in like the ninth, tenth round of, of redraft, but there definitely is a lot of open opportunity for sure here. Speaking of AB, uh, and you pointed this out too, that, uh, you know, he's... He's a special dude. Like he's kind of an individual uh, onto himself, and the fact that he has somehow connected with Richie Incognito, who's like everybody's favorite NFL villain, I thought was was kind of funny last right. night. Right. He Gruen even mentioned that he's like, yeah, you know, he's he's a different dude, but like he's good to be around. And it seemed like he was pretty like nice to everyone on the team, like going around like you know high fiving people and talking to everyone. But like when he saw Richie Incognito, he was like jumping all over. I was like, oh, how you doing? like they're like old friends. Like, oh, what's going on with you? Like, how's the team? Like, and everything here? Like in the offense? Like this whole big conversation. I mean, again, the cameras only show us certain things. So we don't know if right. there's with everyone else. But I thought it was pretty odd how like into Richie Incognito he was, especially it, with like his track record. It feels like to me the Raiders have had a little bit of uh, say over the creative. I think they've had a lot of say in this one. Yeah, I'm, I tried to play, tried to play it off. But I, you, 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 you're not mincing words. No, they, they've, they've they've definitely had some some creative ability in the show, which has kind of harmed it. This yeah, I'm right about that too. If you notice, there was a scene where um, they had AB talking with Vontes Perfect as well. So like, yeah. trying to just show like, oh, like all these old uh, beefs, like they're all squashed. Right. They're everyone's fine. Don't don't worry. Right. It's just been- I, if I were AB, that, that I couldn't squash. I mean, I get their I get their teammates, and maybe AB's a bigger person than I am. But after the way Perfect has treated AB in the past and the Steelers in the past, oh, I know. There's got to be a little bit of battle. I mean, look, it doesn't—it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be beef between them, but it doesn't mean it's going to have to be all love yeah, either. Exactly. You know? <laughs> like yeah. there's there's an in between there, so I I don't know. Um, I keep coming back to this: Is Josh Jacobs an actual person? Does he actually Where is exist? He? Where point. is he? He is not. We have only <laughs> seen him in in what the four carries he got in the preseason, Something six like, snaps. That's it. That's it. Like he, I don't believe Josh Jacobs is a real person. I think they just put a Jacobs jersey on somebody else. Maybe it's Jalen Rashard in a Jacobs jersey or something. I don't know. <laughs> Teams spend first round picks on running backs, and and I mean, usually they get hyped up like crazy. So much. It seems like a great storyline that they're just like not really playing up. And Josh Jacobs has an incredible story, dude. He was homeless. Yeah. Straight up homeless. Like yeah. why why isn't he getting propped up here? I don't know. I mean, my only thought is that maybe he just doesn't come off well on camera or something like that. I don't, I can't, I can't think of why. Cause it just, he has not, he's not at all been a thing this season of hard knocks. Even if he doesn't believe. come off on, even if he doesn't come off well on camera, it's not like the Raiders have had a lot of great personalities, at least like the Browns and even the Bucks, right. like the Bucks had a few, Carl Nassib was hilarious. With, with his, uh, with his, his financial yeah. planning advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you, uh, Eddie, you caught this as well as I did. 
I don't think John Gruden knows the happy birthday song. At first, it sounded like he just wanted to say the words happy birthday, <laughs> and the whole team like started to chime in and sing along with him, and he just does not know the tune. <laughs> he didn't know the tune. He's never done it. That would be so funny if Gruden just spent so much time in like team buildings and watching football that he just like doesn't know something minuscule, just like the little, jingle yeah. to happen. Little, like little thing. I mean, because like he's like singing, and I'm like, that that's not at all how that song goes. Like, I just thought this was so awkward. I, I thought maybe it was just me, but when you put that in there, I'm like, all right, cool. It wasn't just me. It just is weird. Um, and I think it, it reinforces that idea, like football coaches who want to be all in, who don't like, like I want you know, Eddie, you'll remember this. Um, when the Giants introduced Ben McAdoo as the head coach, and he came out in that suit that was like way too large yeah. for him. And I'm like, look, man, you're a grown man. <laughs> yeah. You are the head coach of a professional football team. Like, you can get a suit that fits. And I got a lot of Twitter responses Dude. like, he's so worried about the team. I'm like, no. That's so funny. You can spend like an hour to go take your suit to a tailor and get it fixed and get it. Like, you're a grown up. Like, stop wearing your dad's clothes. Yeah, so his, his, uh, his response is like something like that he lost weight and like a couple years ago and had not, didn't have the time since then. He's just making too many place to go to the store you and yeah. i had the same take I, I used to work at fantasyguru.com and was talking with john hansen about the same thing when this when it happened when he was announced and, mm-hmm. and we i made the point i was like if you're a grown man and you can't pick out a suit on your own or you can't dress yourself like you cannot run a football like you can't be a leader of men if you can't get clothes <laughs> that you, fit if you can't dress yourself no like that's you know a, that's, a, that's a deal breaker. like it's it, you know just go just take it into a table like look man I've been broke for a long time, man. I found a tailor around the corner from my apartment that, like, did stuff for cheap, and I ended up looking halfway decent. Like, you can figure this out. Um, So, I don't know. But, yeah, I think, you know, there's that whole idea that coaches, just because they spend so much time and they're always in the building, and, you know, like, I think it was, like, Jeff Tedford for a while would brag about having a a cot in his office. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, have a life. Don't you want to go see your family? Right. Like, have a life. It's fine. You don't have to do this all the time. I love Bruce Arians' take. I don't know if you guys saw this, but... um maybe a couple of weeks ago, I did an interview where he's like, I will fire anybody that like misses some of their kids practices because I've missed so many of my kids practices mm-hmm. and I don't want any of uh, the, the guys that work for me or women that work for me um, to miss time because of, you know, football constraints. Yeah. Uh, I, there's no reason for that. No, no. Come, come back in and work late. Go have a life, man. It's yeah. fine. You're, you're a human being like the rest of us. So, uh, so we get one more or two more episodes of hard knocks. Yes. Uh, it's five episodes. We get two more. We are more than halfway done with this one. And I still think the, the consensus is that it's just, has been a great season. It's just meh. It's not been bad. I, I won't say it's been bad. I'm not right. going to bash it. It's just been meh. I think because we had the Browns. Expect- we had the Browns. We had high we had expectations. We're like, hey, the Raiders, they have all these characters. It's going to be great. Yeah. And it just, it just hasn't quite lived up to that, that hope. So I don't know. So uh, there we go. Uh, again, reminder, Monday, August 26th, 8 p.m. at the Yard House in Marina Del Rey. If you are around, we would love to see you come on out and hang out with us. It should be a whole lot of fun. By the way, if you haven't been watching, we have been doing shows on NFL.com, fantasy live shows uh, that air, I believe, 6 p.m. Eastern is when they hit NFL.com. So you can go check those out. I think they're archived as well. So if you want to go back, because yeah. they're, they're all draft-related shows, so there's nothing in there that's really dated. So if you want to go back and watch the old ones, they are there for for you to check out as well. And uh, September 2nd at 6 p.m. Eastern, we are back on NFL Network. I know a number of you have tweeted me asking that question, so there you go. There's the answer. September 2nd, it is Labor Day. I'm sure you will be out probably grilling and enjoying your last bit of summer, but uh, set the DVR. And, you know, when you are back at home nursing that sunburn, you can come in and, uh, and watch us talk about fantasy football. And then uh, from there, we are off and running every day of the week, 6 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. Thanks again to Desi Banks for stopping by. League One should be a whole lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. And uh, there you go. That's it. We're done. 
Appreciate you listening as always. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, if you're addicted to the hokey pokey, you can always turn yourself around. We'll see you live on Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.